안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Happy Sunday. Um, yesterday uh, was the birthday of our national president Naokimi and Pastor uh, Justin Okamoto, both of them, same birthday. I celebrated, celebrated their birthday with some of the leaders by having lunch and giving them birthday cakes and gift. It was very beautiful. Our Naogimi become 44 years old. And then our Justin is 32 years old, almost like a Jesus age. Beautiful meeting. And then he showed me something. In particular, this day was the day when President Naogimi completed reading 100 times of the one hour EDP it was so I was really touched. I know this guy is so much busy guy, and then he has strong commitment to become one of the like exemplary central figure. I was I was so happy. Thank you so much, Awanaokimi. And let's study and mother's word. The blessing and eternal life. Having a life of faith means that we embrace the concept that this life is lived not for the sake of our time here on earth, but rather as preparation for our eternal life. As we reach our 40s and 50s, we come closer to the end of our life and we naturally become serious about the concept of eternal life. The older we become, the more serious we are. Ordinarily, the intensity of love declines as people age. If our perception of eternal life has strong roots, then our love will grow stronger and deeper as we get older. How often have you been confused by the changes taking place in our world today? If our focus on eternal life is clear and unchanging, we will overcome the insecurities of our changing environment. We will be able to digest all the circumstances of our lives, the joys and sorrows that come our way. Adam and Eve were created as God's true love partners. There is no question about this. Accordingly, we ought to live as God's true love partners. This is not only a theory. We can allow this dynamic to work in our lives and put it into practice each day. Once we realize the power of true love, we will strive against adversity to walk the road of true love. In daily life, we will always feel the security that comes from the belief in eternal life. When this conviction overflows from within us, our lives will be secure. This has important implications for the education of our children. If it is clearly explained to them, young people readily embrace the concept of eternal life. They are uniquely blessed to feel eternal life resonate in their minds and bodies. Until they reach pu puberty, Boys and girls possess a purity of character having nothing to do with the fall. They reflect the original character of Adam and Eve who were pure 
until they reached that age. Because of this, it is vital that young people know God deeply. Through knowledge of God, we can understand our inseparable relationship with him. In order to know this, young people first need to understand the concept of eternal life. We always need to be aware of this. Yes. How often have you been confused by the changes uh, taking place in our world today? If our focus on eternal life is clear and unchanging, and we will overcome uh, the insecurities of our changing environment, we will be able to digest and all the circumstances of our lives, the joy and sorrows that come our day. True love is not only a theory. We must actually feel it in our lives and put it into practice each day. Once we realize the power of true love, we will strive against the adversity to walk the road of true love. Establishing the greatness of true love and the concept of eternal life is the most important education. Until they reach uh, puberty, boys and girls possess a, a purity of character having nothing to do with the fall. They reflect the original character of Adam and Eve who were pure until they reach that age. Because of this, it is vital that young people know God deeply and understand the concept of the eternal life. In, in this sense, I am really grateful to our, all the GPA members and their activities. You know, GPA activities are very, very important. And through these activities, we must let our second and third generation and experience the meeting God. In the end, during one, uh, uh, during the one's use, if you know the existence of God and know that the spiritual world really exists and realize the great power of the eternal life and love, there's no greater education than that. That's why I think before 20 years old, I think this kind of education is very much crucial. How let them understand the reality of God, the reality of the spiritual world. As the parents, we really need to educate them. Not just only let them just only study and study and study, and then, you know, playing with their friends. Really, we need to emphasize the, the education of the God's existence, and they need to tell them spiritual world definitely does exist. So let them join GPA and let them join some activity and go to the front line, front line and let them really vertically give and take with God. Very important education. That's why I really strongly encourage all our second generation need to join GPA and then become missionary for overseas. And then, you know, they need to meet God. And then once they meet God and experience of God, and they realize their spiritual world, then enter their life. Really, they, they cannot go their own way. This is a really crucial point. And leaving divine principle, and today again, maybe last part, are talking about collective sin and individual sin. Let's start.
I think I need the other slide. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Classification of sins. Third is collective sin. This is sin for which a person is responsible as a member of a group. For example, as a consequence of sending Jesus to the cross, the Jewish people were cast into the position to undergo grievous suffering. Fourth is individual sin, which an individual himself commits. So let's just study for this one. The collective responsibility and cross. Because even Jesus was not able to remove completely the cross that he had to bear at that time, for 2,000 years, God has been bearing crosses of an individual, family, race, nation, and world, which were not removed at each age. However, the path of this cross has not ended yet. The Lord at the second advent has to inherit it. Unless the Lord accomplishes the cross of individual, family, race, nation, and world, both physically and spiritually on the earth, the cross of Jesus will not end, nor will the cross of God. Because of the collective responsibility, the cross that your parents bear is your cross. The cross that your elder brother bears is the cross of your younger brother. The cross that your younger brother bears is the cross of your parents and your elder brother. Yeah, this is really important, talking about collective responsibility, right? Jesus came to this earth but left without being able to remove completely the cross that he had to bear at that time. So God took responsibility on behalf of Jesus. And over a long period of 2,000 years, he started with the individual cross and has been a bearing cross of the family, race, nation, and world. That's why true parents who came as a, as a Lord at the second advent must bear all the crosses of the past 6,000 years starting with Jesus' cross. The amazing thing is the fact that True Palace completed all these indemnities and crosses, both vertically and horizontally, through the eight stages in one generation. True Palace completing all indemnities and proclaiming Godism in one generation is a cosmic victory that we could never have imagined. However, although the indemnity course has ended, from now on, the task of substantially finding and establishing Chonil group on a national and world level remains. Now, the only thing left is to repay, uh, repay all the debts we own and build Chonil group. Next. Love and the collective responsibility. You have to know why love is so precious. Why is love so precious? Love has the collective responsibility and the collective relationship. You cannot make the world won by the great force or the great knowledge. You have to do it by love. Even though you sacrifice itself and yourself, you have to accomplish all responsibilities. By doing so, 
the world peace can be accomplished. The unification that is established by sacrifice will not be split even if the force is gone, while the unification that is established by force can be split when the force is gone. Do you understand what I mean? Does it make sense? Yes. You have to know why love is so precious. Why is love so precious? Love has an attribute of collective responsibility. This is the important point. Again, okay, my brothers and sisters. Love has an attribute of collective responsibility. The parents' mistakes do not end as a parent's mistake. And the parents' victory does not end as the parents' victory. But they are collectively connected to the children. Although the fall is something that happened due to Adam and Eve's mistake, since God has the collective responsibility of having created them, he has to walk the path of the suffering up until now, taking responsibility as the parents, no matter what difficult circumstances. Parents carry collective responsibility for their children. Loyal citizens, patriots, carry collective responsibility for the nation. Saints carry collective responsibility for world salvation. Even though we are a fallen people, if we know God's desire and sorrows, as children of God, we cannot help but bear collective responsibility. If you love others, you will try to take collective responsibility for the other person's mistake. This is a really great attribute of true love. The larger your scope of collective responsibility, the more your scope of love gradually widens. And there are sacrifices and responsibility that are uh, 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 there are sacrifices and responsibility that come with that. That's why collective responsibility. Messiah has a collective responsibility before responsible entire world, entire all mankind, including spiritual world. That is a Messiah's collective responsibility. You know, to become son or a son or a daughter of God and true parents, I need to have collective responsibility to liberate my tribe, liberate my nation, and restore the world, restore all mankind, even liberate God's heart. That is a collective responsibility. Collective responsibility comes from filial heart. You know, I want to liberate God. I want to console God. I want to be responsible entire world on behalf of true parents. This kind of heart comes from collective, collective heart. Huh? That's why, uh, that's why, you know, Father talking about love has the, has the collective responsibility and collective about the relationship, right? That's why when I when I realize about this uh, these things about collective responsibility, and when I see anyone, when I see someone's mistake, wow, you know, I treat 
uh, you know, think about, wow, his problem is my problem. When I think about America's problem and Korea's problem and Japan's problem, any situation, I really feel like, uh, you know, uh, I want to be, how to say, uh, I want to take ownership. Not just only blame them, not, nothing dealing with me, not that kind of the heart and mindset, collective responsibility. God has collective responsibility for Adam and Eve, all mankind, anyone without exception. That's why God is our eternal parent. Right? So as a children of God, as a eternal children of God, on behalf of God, on behalf of true parents, I need to have collective responsibility for my tribe, for my nation, and the entire world and all mankind. This is the way we can inherit true parents a victorious foundation. Today, uh, today's youth ministry, now is the age when I create grace. I think this is really, my brothers and sisters, listen carefully. Now, what's the, what's the age? What kind of age uh, are we living now? Very important point. Uh, I think uh, this kind of guidance we really needed. So let's study. From the path of faith to the path of true love. In our younger days, we went through the courses of elementary school, middle school, and high school as we went through an age of believing in and obeying our parents. In our youth, parents come to trust their children when the children are completely filial to their parents. If we take a look at our lives, just as humankind has walked through the Old Testament age and New Testament age, we go through the age of obedience, which is the Old Testament age, and the age of faith, which is the New Testament age. After marrying, it is no longer the age of faith, but we greet the age of love and the husband and wife will serve each other. The family eventually enters an age when the invisible God of dual characteristics substantially descends into the couple and they serve each other. That is why the husband and wife must each become the fruits of attendance. To become a family of attendance internally, you must love and attend your partner as God. Externally, you must respect your partner's authority and always use language of filial piety. It is a life of faith until the growth stage. But after receiving the blessing and starting married life, it is no longer a relationship of faith, but it is the stage of realizing love by attending each other as God. Yeah. <clears throat> God intends to make a humankind to go through the Old Testament age, New Testament age, and complete the Testament age, and complete the providence. Likewise, we must also go through these three ages during our life course of restoration. In our younger days, we went through the, the course of elementary school, middle school, and high school as we went through the on age of believing in 
and obeying our parents. We can see this period as being the same as going through the Old Testament course. In our youth, parents come to the come to trust their children when the children are completely filial to their parents. This period can be seen as the course of the New Testament age. After marrying, it is no longer the age of the faith, but we greet the age of the love, and, and husband and wife will serve each other. The family uh, eventually enter on age when the individual uh, invisible God of dual characteristics substantially descends into the couple and they serve each other as God. As we usher in the age of love, which is the age of attendance, we must bear the final, the final fruit in the family. It is a life of faith until the cross stage, but after receiving the blessing and starting married life, it is no longer relationship of faith. But it is the stage of realizing love by attending each other as God. I'm really grateful to our true parents clearly explain what's the, what's the foundation of the faith, what's the foundation of substance, what's the foundation of heart, what's the era of the Old Testament and New Testament and computer testament. It is a really amazing time we are now living in. Next. Now is the age when I create grace. Look at the course of the providence of restoration. During the Old Testament age, it was an age of absolutely obeying God's commandment. And during the New Testament age, it was an age of faith in which we had to become sons and daughters whom God could believe in. Now, the era of Chernogok, which is the completed Testament age, is not the age when we receive grace from God, but on the contrary, it is the age when it is God that is touched and graced through blessed children. That is why we call this present age the era of Hyojung. Now, the age of receiving grace from the spirit world and God has completely passed. Now is the age of portion of responsibility. It is the age of moving each other's hearts through our portion of responsibility. Now is the age when grace should be created by me. The age of receiving grace from God is an age when I am still being indebted to God. Until when are you going to keep receiving God's grace? Now, it is the age when God receives grace through his filial sons and daughters. Now is the age I create grace on my own. In this way, there can be no complaining for people who create grace on their own. By moving the other person, you always create grace. Everything is gracious. Even if the wind blows, is it gracious? Even if it rains, is it gracious? By moving the other person, you always create grace. Wow, amazing guidance. Until now, the Old Testament age and New Testament age were the age of the you know, servant and adopted son. 
when uh, we rely on, on rely on God and and Jesus and walk in that please God help me please Jesus help me my situation final situation please take care of my children always we are asking something right it wasn't easy when we uh, practice a faith thanks to uh, the grace of God and Jesus however now is the era of the channel which is a complete testimony as the or as the era of the shojong it is not the age age when we indebted to our parents but on age when children have a filial heart and make parents be indebted to them now is the age of the receiving grace from the spiritual world and 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 god has completely passed until when uh, when are you going to keep receiving God's grace? Now is the age when grace should be created by me. Do you still wish to receive grace from God? If so, you are still on the servant level. Now is the age when God received the grace through his filial sons and daughters. Now is the age I create grace on my own. To do that, my life must become a life that moves God's heart. Wow, God really touched through my love, my filial piety. No need any more help from God. I am the one who console him and comfort him and touch his heart. And he say, I am proud of you. You always create such kind of joy and happiness for me. I am so comforted. Now this kind of era, my brothers and sisters, there can be no complaining for people who create grace on their own. By moving the, the other person, you always create grace. By moving the other person, you always cre create, uh, create a grace. Only faith that creates, uh, create grace can last forever. Faith that just receive and faith that is the indebted does not last long because there is no voluntary heart. Wow, really. What, what kind of era we are living in now? Now is the age when I create grace. Create grace. Touch God's heart. And move others' heart. And then make happy and joy for God. You know, that, that's why we are now living in the that kind of era. Era of the Chanilgu. Next. Now it is the age when we touch God's heart. People with love always cherish all circumstances and are grateful for everything. People who complain will complain about everything, even when the sun rises and the wind blows. Now is not the age when we receive grace. It is not even the age of believing in God. And it is and it is not even the age when we ask God for things. Now, it is the age when we touch God's heart. Now, it is the age when we stand in front of God and are proud to be his sons and daughters all on our own. 
This is the age when we must really praise God as we live. It is the age when we always report our own lives of gratitude and love to God. It is not the age when we report worries, but joyfully report our lives of gratitude. Many prayers until now were prayers about blessings that asked for something. Now is not the age of amen, so be it. Now is the age of Aju. The meaning Aju is that I take responsibility over everything and practice it with a sense of ownership. Another meaning of Aju is true or really. It is an expression used when God is moved by joy and praises, saying, you are really my child in the eyes of God. When I really live by true father's words, I become a Jew, really so. Yes. People of love are people who create grace. People who create grace always cherish all circumstances and are grateful for everything. On the contrary, people who wish to receive grace from God and the spiritual world are always capricious, depending on the environment and have a lot of complaints and dissatisfaction. Now is not the age when we receive grace. It is not even the age of the believing in God. And it is not even the age when we ask God for things. Now it is the age when we touch God's heart. Now is the age when we stand in front of God and are proud to his sons and daughters all on our own. This is the age when we must really praise God as we live. Now is the, not the age of the Amen. The era of the Amen is gone. And then our member very often to say Amen in front of Christian ministers. You need to know that what, the, what does Amen means. You need to understand what does Aju means. Amen and Aju is different. The era of Amen is already over. Amen means I agree with you. Okay? The Aju is different. Now is the age of the Aju. The meaning of Aju is that we take responsibility over everything and practice with a sense of the ownership. Not just only agree with you. I will take ownership. The age of Aju means the age of the owner when we take responsibility of everything and create grace. It is the age when we do not rely on anyone but try to take on the role of the servant with a filial heart. Amazing era, amazing time, right? My brothers and sisters. So still any religious always, they really pray in front of the Buddha and Jesus and you know their own God and please help me, please help my family. My children need to go to the university. We don't have money. We need your help. This kind of era already gone. Now it is the age when we touch God's heart. Now era of the Shojong. Era of the Shojong means I can do anything for God. Everything for true parents. Wow, even though time is really beautiful, 
kind of the era, but what, how about our life, our life standard? We need to really reflect on that, my brothers and sisters. Do I? <laughs> we ask God and then please help me. You know, you do not, uh, do not feel something substantially. But when we touch God's heart, when we help him for others, immediately feel God's heart. Really different time and an era. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Kamsahamida. No, oh, thank you, Dr. Young. This was amazing. <laughs> it really put into perspective, you know, total ownership and what defines this human portion of responsibility. You said it's not the age when we report our worries, but joyfully report our lives of gratitude. And so even the importance of gratitude there and, and not asking, but seeking to, to bring joy to God. It, this is you got it. You got it, best friend. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Yeah. And now we're going to go on to our, um, our living testimony. We're going to hear from Dr. Robert Beebe on the New Hope School in New Jersey. So let's welcome up Dr. Beebe. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Dr. Beebe, thank you so much. Thank you. You show Dr. up. Dr. Young, sorry. Um, I was very inspired by your message this morning. Uh, <clears throat> we have to give grace to others. And that's what we try to do at our school. Um, I just wanted to start by, um, this is a testimony about New Hope School, but also I want to point out that uh, we have schools all over the country. In uh, Connecticut, we have uh, Bridgeport International Academy, Bridgeport Hope School. In Maryland, Bridgeport, I mean, not uh, New Hope Academy, California Principal Academy. Here in New Jersey also, we have a Jenna Child Care Center along with uh, New Hope School. And just recently uh, in Colorado, school was started by uh, some second generation members called Heartland Academy. So I want to give a shout out to all those other schools also because they're really doing amazing work. Um, I first became interested in education when I worked in uh, the former Soviet Union under Dr. Sook uh, through IEF, International Educational Foundation. And we created a lot of uh, textbooks, character education textbooks based on principle. Um, and we, I think about 200,000 books were created that were distributed to about 10,000 schools throughout the former Soviet Union. And at that time also, we had a, what we call a model schools conference every year where we gathered together schools that are using our materials and how can we upgrade and, and create, uh, make model schools through that. Um, but I always had a desire to uh, uh, work in my own model school so back in 2004, I got the opportunity to uh, come back to America and to uh, become principal of New Hope School here in New Jersey. And I just wanted to show my screen here for a second. So here's our school, you see. Um, we're in Clifton, New Jersey, right down the street from the church. Um, <clears throat> We, uh, we actually have a meeting once a month with the other schools where we talk about our, our work and our situations and helping each other, supporting each other. I really appreciate the support from the other schools as well. Um, the purpose of our schools is to uh, bring children education to children. And uh, at the beginning, uh, they were, when we first started, uh, mostly less children were our students. 
But nowadays, a uh, great majority of our students are outside children, although we do have some third generation coming along now. And uh, my wife and I, we see this as our tribal messiahship. And she also works in our school as a teacher. Um, ever since COVID, you know, we've been receiving uh, every, even now, every week, we, we get calls from parents who are very desperate to find a good learning environment for their children. And uh, we're finding more and more parents who are not happy with public schools, what, what's going on in public schools. And I've come to see that, you know, public schools are schools without God. Um, there is no God in public schools. And we are witnessing the effect of that today, what's happening. And this more and more deviating away from uh, God's principles uh, in schools today. Um, Dr. Young talked about, uh, you know, young people before reaching puberty, puberty there are, are, have a purity of character. But um, today our young people are being exposed to unholy things, unprincipled things, even from a young age, even from kindergarten on upward. So parents are becoming more aware of this and they're desperate to find a, a good learning environment, a pure and uh, moral learning environment for their children. So I feel that our schools have a very important mission to be there for, uh, for families, for parents, that are looking for this. And at the same time through this, we can testify to our true parents. So New Hope School, we're actively seeking to become a holy community where God's presence can be felt, starting from the uh, early in the morning, our first 30 minutes of every school day. We have a morning gathering where we uh, teach, sometimes teach parts of the principle, the Bible. Sometimes we give Dr. Young's words to, to our uh, children as much as they can understand. I get a lot of morning morning devotion here that I can apply to that. So we are a small school, uh, but I tell our, our teachers that, you know, we're, we're like a mustard seed, Jesus talked about. A mustard seed is very small, but uh, it grows to become the greatest of all trees. And I feel like that's true about our schools, that we are small now, but we are the seeds for a uh, a Hyojun education system. And uh, now is the age of creating, the age of uh, giving grace. What, what would an education system look like in uh, the era of Chenuguk? So I feel like we are, we are seeds for that and creating that. Um, so I'm not going to say much more. I wanted to show a video uh, that was created a few years ago with the help of Luke Haiguchi. I want to give out a shout out to him. I appreciate uh, what he did to help put this uh, video together. So at this point, let's just uh, ask uh, Tal to put the uh, video on. If you can uh, unshare so we can show the video, that would be better. Okay, good. There's no sound, Mia. Sons and daughters of God. many different uh, religious backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, but our approaches really want to embrace people from many different walks of life and uh, really help them to realize their, their value as God's children, however they may see God. A wonderful curriculum, small classes, affordable tuition, teaching kids to be kind and respectful 
and there's not one specific religion that's taught here. They're all taught to love and respect each other for whatever their beliefs. Those who, who graduate from the Hope School, uh, our experience is that they do very well in high school. My name is Jemlyn Velasco. I'm a graduate of New Hope School. I was very well prepared for high school. Um, as soon as I entered, I was the smartest person in my class. I was able to achieve rank number one for sophomore and freshman year. And I also love that Mason is a little advanced in math, and because of that, right now he's in the second grade, but he's in third grade math. Uh, the parents also really uh, have testified you know, to uh, the value of the school for them, of course in many different ways, depending on their child's situation. My son was attending another Christian school in the local area and um, he was diagnosed with uh, learning disabilities. He entered New Hope in first grade and there was 11 kids in his classroom. His teacher was very patient with him. My son needs to move around a lot and she just moved him from one side of the classroom to the other. She always kept him involved. They, they really appreciate the fact that we're a small school. They make good, close, deep friendships. We don't have any kind of bullying issues, or but really a kind of a supportive environment for their child. I think with Lila, her confidence, like she wouldn't look at things and she wouldn't be too confident in it, and she would like get upset and cry and, and wasn't as confident as that. I think little by little, New Hope has helped her with getting more confidence. She doesn't get as upset as she used to. Uh, other extracurricular activities that they can do here. Martial arts, they can do choir, they can do dance, mad science programs, art club, math club, many different things they can get involved with uh, even after school is over. New Hope has um, things that other schools may not have, like Japanese class, and they offer robotics, and you have after school programs instead of just being after school, and they get assistance with their homework, which makes it easier for me because I work. And so when I come home, it's a lot easier. It's very uh, joyful to also work with many different teachers here at the school. Uh, they're feeling that secondary parent for the kids in their classes. They have that kind of care and concern for them, which is something that we really want to promote. And I think parents really appreciate that, that they can feel that they're child here at the school is really well taken care of and loved by all those here at the school. Also we do a lot of field trips. We feel that's an important part of their education so uh, we try to take them on various kinds of field trips to to learn uh, whether it's the Liberty Science Center or uh, sometimes a zoo or more physical activity like skating or uh, just getting out and doing things is an important part of their experience here and um, also getting out into the community doing different things and bring people from the community to the school as well in our assemblies. We often have uh, police officers or firemen or health officials come, or people who deal with safety issues. Even dentists come and they talk about keeping your teeth clean. In April, we always have a parents' day. We always ask several of the parents of the students here to come in and talk about their life experience. Through that, they can see that there's many different career choices out there, that they start thinking about their future. That has become a big part of what we try to do here as well. Our school is very diverse, very uh, international. We have children from other countries that come here. We can offer them visas. So we want to really embrace all kinds of children and their families, really be a very uh, multicultural 
at the same time really uh, emphasizing their common identity as God's children. So we, all, we welcome children from many backgrounds and uh, we hope that someday that you can also come by and come and see us and we would really like to welcome you as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You are really doing incredible job, the robot BB. You are really one of the model educator. Thank you so much, BB. Thank you. Yeah. One last thing. We're, we're looking for a uh, second gender would like to join, join us yeah. to, to build a education system for America. So any second gen out there. Mm. invite you to come join us thank you uh, do. <laughs> thank you dr bb yeah that was awesome just getting to see and know more about uh, new hope school you know now we are living in the era of love and shojong that's why i need to think always how can create happy and grace for god how can i make happy for my wife my children how can i make happy for my able Always think that come the way. God's purpose of creation is joy and happiness, right? So now is really that kind of the era, God's original creation, era of the God's original creation. We need to think that rather than other uh, things, difficulty here and that. We need to think that kind of the you know positive way. How can we create and joy and happiness? That's why I set up the goal. Let's make happy family church. You know, in everywhere where there is a happiness, everybody feels joy and happiness. You know, you know, people automatically come to our movement. 